Last week on Axe's Armor and Amulets, the party bid farewell to Zephyrus and his tower and descended to Tribor. Now the party looks for information the only way they know how. To the tavern! Join us for episode 18, Tribor Trolling. gonna become a lich so or something what you know i i mean i've had a few couple you know a, a few good opportunities to kill a couple of you but uh, I mean, what yeah. is I've... that that's me my bad i bumped into something okay i'm settled in now <clears throat> i mean i've already had to roll death saves and you did almost kill emma Yes, yeah. Yes, she did. And then so did I still Jake. have two backup characters. And so did Shake. And so did Shake. And <laughs> Kalti was absorbed by a black pudding, which almost killed him. Yeah, so, you know, pretty good. Not bad for yes, you know, seven, eighteen episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got to make sure that we have you know an appropriate level of word that just flew out of my head. I hate when this happens. Fuckery? Spence? Dire streets? Consequences. 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 That's the word. There it is. Consequences. Mm-hmm. Yes, you must show that there are consequences to your ac- <coughs> Potential consequences to your action. I cannot duck. I like to think I've done a good enough job of, uh, especially in our other campaign that we play, uh, scaring the crap out of you guys. talk about. Uh, hey, hey. We are all emotionally scarred from Giant Slayer. We call that you know. trauma drama. Mm-hmm. Emotional damage. <laughs> damage. We're gonna get so sued. No, nah, that one's fine. That one. That one's. Good. <laughs> that one's, that one's he doesn't good. seem like the kind of guy who would sue people. No, he sure doesn't. Who? Uh, I the guy who made emotional I think, damage. I think his. Well, I know his YouTube channel is Uncle Roger. But I don't know. He's very funny. I don't oh, know what yeah. his TikTok is, that. but it's it's hilarious. He mm. pretends to be a uh, his father, or at least an Asian father. It's very funny. Ah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's good stuff. But and he is Asian, so like, mm-hmm. not as offensive. I don't know. Not not to sidetrack this conversation where it's going, Kyle. But yeah, no, let's <laughs> I have this conversation. I have something that needs to be discussed about before we get into this episode. Okay. We Here. received our first fan mail. Oh, <gasps> shoot. How- however, this fan mail was hate mail. Oh, no. And, oh. you know, here's the thing is... Normally, I wouldn't want to talk about this because when it comes to the podcast, like, I have thick skin. <coughs> if you're going to jump on me for making a bad rule call, if you're going to jump on me because we got the mechanics of a spell or a situation wrong, like, we can adapt. You know, we can do a little research. We can check into it. Yeah. We're but, human. We're not perfect. Oh, exactly. We're human, as is discussed about in Session Zero and in our YouTube videos. We are not professional actors. We do not do this for a living. We are. Is this doing hate this. mail or 
criticism mail. It is. This is hate mail, and I'm going to get oh, into it shoot. in just a minute. Hang on. But, like, we are not professional actors. None of us are. We are not, um, well, I can't speak for Catherine, because Catherine is an author, but I'm not an author. <laughs> and everyone except for Catherine is also not an author. Like, this is something that we do for fun, that we are excited to share with not only our network and our community that we're building, but for anyone else who likes Dungeons & Dragons, whether it's in Pathfinder, 5th Edition, 3.5, Palladium, Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, I don't care. What I have a problem with is bigotry and hatred and gatekeeping. Oh, no. So... Ah. That is not what Axes, Armor, and Amulets will stand for, and it's not something that we are going to tolerate. If you come at our network with any hatred in your in your heart for specifically not not the way we do it, but for how, like the people that are doing it, like I don't want you in our network. So agreed. I'm all about if you have something to say that we if we mechanically got something wrong. We want to know about it. That's why we have an email. Tell us. Yeah, that's constructive criticism. Exactly. And all of right. us are learning. I've only been playing 5th edition for three or four years, and I'm DMing the, this whole freaking show. You know, mm -hmm. I know there are things that I don't know about 5th edition, and if you know them and I get them wrong, please tell me. But if you're going to come at us... And, and, and single out some of my players and try to criticize them for not for what they're doing or, or missing up rules, but for who they are as people, get off my network. And sure. that's all I'm going to say about it for right now. So Because we have a lot of people who enjoy what we do, and just because there's one person who, who decides to come in with hatred in their heart, you can... You can stop listening now. Thanks for thanks for hanging out, but you can stop listening now. Yay. So, and that brings me into a question that I have for you guys that's a little bit on a happier tone. <laughs> this this very same email, it talked about uh, all the rules that we had been breaking and and some of them we had, you know, we've gotten some rules wrong. But uh, you know, they were targeting the fact that I like to play a little loose with some of the rules to make for a good story. And so yeah, they don't enjoy D and D then. I wanna I wanna talk with you guys <coughs> about what are your thoughts on rules as written and following them to a T compared or I guess uh, and when it's okay to break those rules for the story, if ever. Hey Quentin. The same rules that you are talking about, I'm pretty sure they actually say something about this exact... I believe the DM manual actually says something exactly about this, doesn't oh, it? Oh, oh, I know. This is me actually wanting to hear your guys' thoughts on this. And I think it's great for our audience, too. Because, as everyone knows from listening to this podcast, if you can convince me that something is going to be pretty freaking dope, I'm going to let you do it, even if it doesn't work with the rules. But what are your guys' thoughts? Like, uh, Catherine, talk to me. Tell me what you think a healthy balance between following the rules and having a good story is. So, I mean, the rules are basically a guideline. 
Um, there are, you mentioned I'm an author. There are rules for writing. Some of them you should follow, like grammar. Grammar's pretty useful in spelling. Kind of helps get the point across and, you know, common language. But sometimes, sometimes the rules don't work with the story. And you have to try something different. You might not want to go way out on a limb until you're very experienced with what you're doing. But again, like the rules are there as a guideline to try and maintain the balance of the game. So nobody's being one shot unless you get into a situation you shouldn't be in in the first place or you're not one shotting anything, you know. So, no, I agree. Like they, they are they are guidelines. and. I love that the story matters. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, Kyle. Give me your thoughts. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the uh, DM manual is the is the ultimate authority here, and which says if the DM thinks it's gonna make for a better story, then that's what should be done. It it says that literally, like says, listen, this is the rules, but if these don't work or if you come up with better ideas, do do those, as long as the DM's okay with it. It, it actually says that in the rule book. Mm-hmm. So if the rules themselves say, hey, it's okay to break the rules, it's okay to break the rules. Plus, stories are more important to me than anyway, but I think it's dumb that if you go, oh, rule lawyer, and then you look at the rules and they say, yeah, but they're not that important. Clearly, you're the wrong one. <laughs> Maria, give me your thoughts. DM's discretion. DM is telling the story. DM sets the rules. Well, what do you, as as a player, I mean, there's got to be a, oh. a level as a player that you're interested in having. Like, you don't want a DM that just makes up rules as they go. I mean, you and I played in a campaign once a long time mm-hmm. ago where there didn't seem to be any rules, and we didn't even know how to play. I guess along those lines, I would prefer following rules as written. Mm-hmm. But if I have an inspiration where I'm allowed to use rules of cool and the DM allows that, then that's amazing. Okay, okay. And last but certainly not least, Shake and Daisy. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, I would say that if I wanted to play it purely mechanical i could play with an ai bot Mm. i i enjoy what each individual person and dm can bring to a story make it unique and the you know having things bend or flow to make it a better story to keep the interest in it because you know you your girl's got ADHD. Like you gotta keep me interested here. So yeah. and you know, like it's it's all about having fun because if you're just doing you know same thing over and over again, it's not gonna be that fun. The, the whole idea is the the DM creates the story and the setting for the other players to uh, not contribute, but you know, like to participate in and and if they aren't having fun it's up to the dm to make it fun Mm -hmm. and of course then there's me the the wrench thrower who reads uh 
a rule word for word and says, well, it doesn't say that I can't do this. <laughs> you know, uh, of all, you know, I have never met a a rule lawyer like Shake because I think that's what you are. Like you are the one to go mm-hmm. and dig through and find the rule that benefits what you're trying to do, <laughs> and then only look at that rule ever again. Like <laughs> there will never be another rule that applies to your situation except for this one, and this is what mm-hmm. we have to. Uh, yeah, you keep, you keep me on my toes, shake. <laughs> but I, I like what we have. I like. I do too. I like being able to put the story first, and of, and of course, I don't do that in all situations. You guys know that if I'm about to kill a character, it is 100 percent within the rules. Uh huh. I will, I will drag this podcast to a halt to make sure that I am doing everything 100 percent. On the up and up, before before I kill a character, but I mm-hmm. I believe there are times where the rules can be bent to make the story better. And I think I I think D and D was always a, supposed to be that way. It's about uh, having fun. Yeah. Now, I mean, like Gygax was pretty rules based, but that's why he brought in other people who are better at doing creative stuff rather than making up rules, and that's good yeah it's good to have both you need both yeah oh definitely definitely and i think a lot of people use the rule lawyer to to hide act gatekeeping like they pretend to be rule lawyers like oh i really like the rules and it's really just an excuse to gatekeep and say you know you can't you shouldn't be playing with us or you can't play with us because you don't know how to play and you're not experienced enough to play with us or something to that effect and the one thing that we know about bullies and gatekeepers is that they have been gatekeeped and bullied. And so to whoever wants to gatekeeper bully us, I'm sorry that happened to you because we like everybody to be able to come and sit at our table. Everybody. And feel just as welcome and loved as we do. Everybody. That's right. Everyone is so, welcome at our table uh, except for those that come at us heart. with hate and bigotry and gatekeeping. Everyone else mm-hmm. is welcome. Well, enough of that tangent. We've talked about fun, and you want to know what's fun? Free-falling oh, from yeah. a freaking sc- a cloud tower. Can, can I interrupt real quick? <sighs> yes. Yes. This goes back to my saying, don't worry about what I'm doing. Worry about why you're worried about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. There's... Put it on a t-shirt. Should... Should we on, should we honor that saying and make it this week's episode? Yes. Yes. Overruled. I, you know what? I think I think we'll we'll call this one like don't worry about what I'm doing and next week we'll be worry about why you're worried about what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, now, I don't. Straight, now I'm kind of worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hoping something happens that matches the title now. <laughs> that would be pretty Sorry, awesome. I just I, I had to drop that in there because it fits perfectly. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. it does. Thank you, thank you for that contribution, Shake. Okay, but let's continue. Let's get back <laughs> to that free falling that you. Oh, well, you guys are flying, so it's not really a free fall, but you guys are flying to Tribor, and. Imagine with me, if you will, the camera panning out a little bit to where we can see the five of you 
falling to Tribor together. And we get a beautiful backdrop of not only the sunset, but of Ice Spire Peak as the camera fades to black. As the camera comes back in the gray light of the dawn, we hear two figures trudging through snow, a large gray orc and a little orc behind him, his footsteps in the snow, too far apart for this little orc to use. This little orc yelps as she trips, toppling forward, the large badger she carries landing on the top of her. Bremen, keep up. Her father's voice is stern. Emin struggled from under her kill, getting it back up to her shoulders only to fall again. Tears blurred her vision as she wiggles from under the badger for the fifth, maybe the sixth time. Lift with your legs, not your back. Her father has stopped, still facing away. Yes, Papa? Emin's voice quivers. He glances back, the deer looping over his shoulders, twice as big as Emin. He watches her. His expression something between a rock and a hard place. Emin would get that badger to her shoulders, only to have it roll off or pitch her forward. She'd get one step and slip or trip, falling back into the snow. And there was a long, or there was still a long road up the mountain to their home. Biting her bottom lip, Emin tries again. She'd do it this time, but the tears were streaming down her cheek, warm on her cold skin. Emin, her father's voice warned. Little orcs, don't cry. She had to fight her humanness if she was to be fully accepted by the orc tribe. What do the little orcs do instead? Rage! And with a guttural cry, she put all of her effort into standing up again. Time stood still as the sun peeked over the horizon. And then with the first step in the snow, Emin slipped again. And then she stopped falling, her father's hand catching her. As the sky lit with the colors of the sunrise, Emin's father helped her to balance the giant badger on her shoulder. Centered and fully balanced, she looked up at him. A hint of a smile touched his eyes as he wiped her tears away. The smile faded as he turned back to the path. Stick to my footsteps. The weather will turn worse soon. And Emin did, noticing that he had shortened his stride. The camera begins to fade to black. And all that can be heard is the whistling and rushing of the wind as a winter storm descends upon this blackened scene. Suddenly there is a sound like the world itself has crashed around everything. We hear a single word that has roared into the mountain pass. Eben! Our camera begins to come back. The blackness is, is brought to life only by a fog and blinding blizzard having now consumed the entire mountainside. A dead badger lies partially covered 
by the snow as a little orc pulls herself out of the snow. Emmet, eyes full of tears, tries to make sense of her surrounding, but the storm is so heavy she, can, she cannot see more than a few feet in front of her. She begins stumbling in a random direction, wiping the tears out of her eyes. Little orcs don't cry. The camera fades yet again, but this time it comes back to a snowy landscape. It appears to have been many days since Emin pulled herself out of that snow, unable to find her father or the tribe, unable to find food, and having sustained only on snow itself, Emin walks wobbly, searching, looking, or maybe just on what's left of her instinct. But something catches her eye, and hope fills her slightly. She stumbles towards the red-dotted bush, desperate for any nourishment these tiny berries can provide. Berry after berry, and minute after a minute, she attempts to pick this bush clean of everything that it can provide her. A twig snaps somewhere close in the forest, and Emmons' head snaps into that direction. Her eyes filled with fear as she sits immovable as the heavy figure approaches her her berry bush. A black bear. Emin begins to cry slightly as the fear consumes her. As the bear gets to the bush, Emin's face settles into a frown as she stands up. Little orcs don't cry. Little orcs don't run. Little orcs don't get scared. Little orcs rage! A blood-curling screech is heard off-screen as the camera moves back to our free-falling party headed to Tribor. Let's talk about level five. Emma. Yes. Let's talk about level five. Level five. Emma took her third level in Barbarian, which means she gets to pick her totem. And she's going for the bear totem. Or rather, yes. Anyway, she's going for bear totem. Um... So she gets her gets her first set of resistances to damage, mm-hmm. um, and she also gets a spirit seeker. She can cast beast sense and speak with animals as rituals, mm-hmm. and she'll get a third rage. Ooh, a third rage! And that that uh, bear totem. What kind of resist? It's bludgeoning. Bludgeoning, piercing, it's and slash. All damage, but psychic is oh, what I wrote down. That's right. That is going to be a huge boon for you as you start stepping what appears to be kind of more into that tanky role. Yep. All right. And a barbarian. That's a D twelve. Actually, I believe so. All right. <laughs> you ready to roll? <laughs> 
Alright. Rolls. Alright. I rolled an 11. Well, I will take that 11 over my 3. <laughs> Alright. So we now got... And that puts you 2 Cleric, 3 Barbarian. That is correct. That's a heck of a spread. Very unique. I, I haven't heard very many barbarian clerics, but it seems to be working. She's a barrack. I could be a clairbarian. A clairbarian. Oh, I, better, I, I, better. I, I like that. Clairbear. I'm a clairbear. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do uh, let's do Cal T next. Okay. I have a D8. All right. Did you get anything good? I got a two. Oh, well, higher than a oh, two. We're just gonna talk. All right, just your hit points. I kept. I guess oh, everything I, I'll else. I'll talk be... about that after we roll hit. Oh, okay. That. Uh, I rolled a four. Ooh, not great. Ooh. Not great. Okay, so that's gonna be apply. And yeah, man, that's not perfect. I got fount of inspiration, which means that I can use. I regain my bardic inspirations after a short or long rest, rather than just a long rest, which is really nice. Um, <laughs> I also got an extra spell, and I also took this time to rearrange my spells uh, and add some different ones. I'm trying to go more less damage doing and more like buffing or uh like clericy calm emotions so i'm trying to do less like i'm trying to be more of a what's the word a support character support character yeah wow lost that not great um just because they don't support the support spells are more of a cl uh, clerics thing but i got a couple um and i went ahead and took mage hand and message as two new cantrips rather than mending and I forget what else I had, but I wasn't using them. So, but of course we kept vicious mockery because <laughs> you gotta keep vicious mockery. Yeah. And I believe vicious mockery is now. Let me make sure I'm right about this. Is is it at level five? Is two d four damage? So I can lay down a little extra damage with my uh, wit. I the weapon of wit, as it were. Very nice. Anyway. Very, very nice. Uh, let's do uh, let's do shake next. Og, tell us about level five. Og. Uh, what else is there to say? Fighter level five, extra attack. Ooh. Done. done. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Level five is kind of kind of a boring one for fighters, isn't it? Yeah. All right. A fighter is a D10 ready when you are. Shake. <laughs> I got a one, of course. Got a one. I get that one out now. I got a nine. I'll take nine. Hey. All right, uh, Maria, level five, Raya. Tell us about it. Uh, level five, Raya. I now have access to third level spell slots. Mm -hmm. I get an extra war priest. I can channel death, or basically destroy undead okay channel death that's the that's a turn undead right yes okay but channel death sounds so much cooler <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it does turn. talking to death all right and clerics are d8 
Yes. Alright, ready when you are? I got a three. I got a four. I'll I'll take that four. Okay. And last but certainly not least, we have Pansy. Fifth level Pansy. Fifth level Pansy gets an extra attack and level two spell slots. And because of my horizon walking, that means I can now teleport. Misty Step. Ooh, Misty Step? Is that like something you can use once per day, once per short rest? Is it a spell? It's a spell, second level spell slot. Um, because I'm a horizon walker. Okay. It was just added to the spell. It's an automatic one. Yeah. And then I get to add, add another one. But yeah. Okay, and Rangers D8, D10? I don't remember. D10. D10, okay. Ready when you are? I got a four. I got a... I got a ten. Heck yeah, I'll take that ten. Okay. Uh, did anybody not take the DM die? I think we all did. <laughs> These... Uh, thank you, thank you for thank you, Dragon Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these Dragon Ducks. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's. Well, no, oh. you gotta thank them now, and maybe they'll be nicer to us later. <laughs> for yeah. once, they are Thanks. they are rolling in our favor. Yeah. Thank Dragon Die. You better not kill me later. <laughs> okay. So you guys, as you're free-falling towards Tribor. Um, I posted a picture in uh, the campaign background so you guys can kind of see what the town looks like. It is a, a pretty bustling place, you know? There's a lot of movement that you guys can see as you approach uh, closer and closer to this little town. No walls to speak of, but, um, you know, it looks like a nice little trading town, farming, farming town. And we're going to say you guys uh, land outside what would be the southern road of the long road, uh, just south of the field of T4. I believe we that land uh, on T25, the road or next to the road? Next to the road by T25. Okay. Okay. Man, this map is nice. This is going to be so easy to like figure out where we are. Oh my goodness. Yes. So yes. many letters. Yeah, so I... Well, except there's a lot of Fs, which well, I just presume are like family homes. Well, some of them are the... For those, this makes for really great ra- you know, radio um, that we're talking about a map that you guys can see that our audience cannot. Um, <laughs> so all of the Cs and the Fs are just, they're cottages and farms. And okay. they don't... Uh, I'm I'm lifting the the DM screen a little bit here by saying like nothing really happens there. Like this is just to help populate the town, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then all the numbers of course are, you know, T1, T2, T3, so on and so forth are places of potential interest depending on what you do, who you talk to, etc. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, let's visit every single one of them and make him make 
make characters for every family characters. For <laughs> we have to say hi to everybody. You know, it's funny it's be because like, that's literally for their names. That's literally the one thing I didn't plan for. <laughs> <laughs> you like well, now we gotta guy do characters it. that are all the same, but just slightly different. <laughs> My name is Pam. My name is Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Just kicking the door. Same name, different letter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Child jam. We're, we're not a creative people. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, there's a map. Gives away a little more info than I would have liked, but there was no way to remove all of the icons. So here we are. Okay. So that's where you guys are at. Do you that's guys are, remember why <clears throat> you came to Tribal? Yes. Uh, we have a bag of money to give to Alana. Alana? Yes. At the trading post. At the lion lion trading post. Oh. Alistar. Alistar Algal at the lion caster trading Alistar post. Alistar at the lion shield. Lion oh, shield. I, I, so her name is Alana. I thought she said we had to give gold to a llama. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it's, flight down here really kind of messed with Emma's head. You know, so. I, uh, I, I don't take notes. I leave that to my wife and I just read her notes. <laughs> I copy off of her. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. if, if she had actually put down Alana and Shake just read it as a llama? And that's literally like he's been preparing to find a llama for the last two and a half weeks. <laughs> Sounds like something a character in a different campaign would do. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if we are at T25, Kelty would say, Kelty's going to say, uh, I think we should uh, make for the town center. And see if we can't find somebody to give us directions to the trading post. Sounds good. Yep. Alright, so you guys head to town center, huh? Yep, and mm -hmm. Kelsey will be strumming his uh, lute as they walk, singing. You know, if he gathers a crowd, he gathers a crowd, that's okay. Okay. <clears throat> As you guys walk through this little town, and, and this is a it is a fairly nice town. You see a couple uh, what appear to be militiamen on horseback that are, you know, kind of uh, riding around on the horse, heading in different directions. Looks like they're doing patrols, checking things out. Even the homes themselves look to be made with, whether it was pride or just good quality material, you're not quite sure. But this is obviously a town that is well taken care of itself. The center of Tribor, when you guys get to T1, with the single building right in the middle, surrounded by that wide open space, appears to be a like a market hub. You see some stands that are you know empty. It looks like people are closing up for the day. Um, people doing business. And then, of course, the big building itself, as you get closer, is... Right on the side of it is inscribed Tower of the Lord Protector. Hmm. Interesting. Well, seems like people are closing up, so maybe it ends the first place we should go. 
Kalti will stride over to one of the people packing up their stalls, and uh, he'll do a deep bow and say, Hello, my name is Kalti the Bard. Is there a tavern in this town? Oh, why, yes, we have uh, actually quite a few. Are you looking for uh, a more rambunctious tavern, or are you looking for a place that you can just lay down and rest? Uh, which one would you recommend? Uh, he kind of like <laughs> looks. Ar- he kind of looks around a little bit, and he goes, "Well, truth be told, you're going to have much more fun at the talking troll." And he like leans real close as he's like looking over his shoulder, and he goes, "But don't to- don't tell my wife I told you that." <laughs> <laughs> never, never, sir, never. If you're looking for a more uh, proud and proper establishment, you'd want to head over to the Boar's Rest. Boar's Wet we- Rest. Boar's Rest and Talking Troll? That is correct. Awesome. Thank you are, for your help. Are you, are you travelers? Are you looking for work? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um... Uh. Well, if you're looking for work, then I recommend heading over to the Tribor Travelers, just on the other side of town. They usually have quite a bit of work heading to and from Waterdeep and Neverwinter. Could be useful as we head to Brimshander. It could. Might as well get paid part of the way. It very well could. Well, thank you for your assistance, sir. What do you sell here at this, uh, at your fine stand? I'm just a farmer. I I farm things. <laughs> don't 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 do this to me, Calty. Don't do it. Sorry, sorry. I was but, gonna. But, but we want to purchase here. a where? Oh, I have the f- fruits and vegetables. God. Do you have cabbages? I... Yeah. <laughs> no, no cabbages. Yeah. Calty, you have an eggplant. Come on, apple. I'll take God. an apple. Seven minutes. Seven minutes of campaign before we got sidetracked by cabbages and eggplants. Thank you. Calty, before they make their purchases, is going to flip him a gold coin and thank him for his information. Oh, uh, thank you, tiny master. You're welcome. Yeah, where do you guys want to go? Um, the trading post. Well, we're gonna check out. One of the taverns. Oh, we're going to the end. It's not. It's so. Emma. Emma's thinking is if they're closing up the stalls here in the middle of town, the trading post is probably going to be closing. It's late. It's evening time. Gotcha. So it's probably best to get some rest first. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but I hate going like one minute before a store closes. You know, it's just they're closing up. You know, yeah. We're going to be conscious of of their time and. Let them close up. And besides, we have bad news. So, well, you know, it's a, it's her ex. <laughs> she might not be that upset. Uh, I mean, true, and we don't know how she's gonna react. So let's. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want fun? Bad news is better in the morning. Rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, and see, here's the thing: is if we go to the um, the prim and proper tavern. Og's probably not going to fit in because he's a big bugbear and they're going to be like, you know, who the hell is this guy? I mean, you know, we're all a little odd in our own way, except 
most of, here. <laughs> most of you are slightly monster races. I, I was gonna say, speak for yourself because, like, you know, I'm a little Miss Perfect over here. That's why I say, except Pansy here. <laughs> so if Pansy doesn't mind, perhaps we should go to the talking troll. Hmm. Sounds good to me. Let's go to the talking troll. And uh, if it's horrible, we'll just go to the board rest. <laughs> we can do a little tavern hopping later this evening. <laughs> tavern hopping. Tavern oh, yeah. hop, I guess. It would be a tavern hop. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do are they right next to each crawl. other? Can we literally hop from one uh, to the other? They are not right next to each other, no. Okay. Okay, so the talking troll, it is. Uh, okay, so I, I made a mistake. I gave you the wrong name for the tavern. It's not the Boar's Rest. It's the North Shield House. North. So I put the wrong name to the wrong icon on the map and screwed myself up, so well, that, I apologize. That, that just sounds fancy. Oh, well, it was it was the prim and proper place, remember? Yes, mm-hmm. and that makes Emma want to go to the talking troll even more. Which whichever one you guys want to do, I just need to know. Talking, talking troll. troll, talking troll. So that is I on the map. If the troll actually will talk to us. That is T twelve <laughs> on the map, which T12. is up on the okay. northern side of the main uh, main section of of the uh, town. It looks adorable. So the troll, the talking troll, is what most of us would consider a dive bar. A dim, smelly, low-beamed place crammed with mismatched, battered old furniture and all the drunks you could imagine. (laughs) Not only is this place a conglomeration of old furniture and drunk people, but it also appears to have been damaged at some point that has not been properly repaired. Meaning that there is a section of this bar that does not have a roof and has been exposed to the element, uh, uh, the elements. The element. Wow, this place is fancy. One hell of a bar fight. <laughs> a, 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 human, a human man sees you walk into his bar. Oh, welcome! Thank you for coming to the talking troll. You got any trolls? No, but the, and he oh. kind of like stops and he looks and he goes, "No, but that would be excellent for this gimmick." <laughs> well, is there an empty table we can sit down at? Oh, uh, please, yes, please, uh, make your, make yourselves comfortable. One of one of one of my waiters will. What are they called back in the day? Not waiters. Wenches. I know. One wenches of my wenches. No, he he treats his staff. No, one of my, call my my serving. One of my serving staff yeah. will be right with you. Yeah. There you go. That works. Alright, so Emma finds a table. Alright. Preferably one that's, like, not falling apart. <laughs> and not under the open part of the roof. Throw somebody at, throw well, it at my, somebody. my seven foot self is going to sit down on his table and probably break it. Why are you sitting on the table? You should sit on a chair. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Does Og need to duck? I'm still trying to, uh, to score my settle over here. So just get <laughs> score <it>. my <laughs> settle. <laughs> oh man! All right, so you guys, you guys find a table tucked away in a little corner, and uh, you know someone comes over and takes takes your drink order. Make me a per- everyone. Make me a perception check. Oh, I got the map open. Hold on. Okay. 
Deception Switch check over. In bar. Never Deception. good if you've got a deception check in a bar. Fifteen. Never good. I can think of one perception check that happened in a bar that was good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, wait. I got a 20 for a 22. That, that one over there? Well, he's one of them ranger folks. Folk around here call him Strider. I got a nine, so I'm definitely getting roofied. All right. Kalti, with that perception check, you don't see anything because your eye is drawn to the one piece of this entire dive bar that is in clean, pristine condition, and it is a beautifully crafted, well-kept stage. Calty rubs, rubs his little goblin hands together in anticipation. Everyone else, with your perception checks, you guys see a man drunk in a corner, and while that's not what draws your eye, what draws your eye to this man is he is in priest robes. And Emma, with that 22, you are able to identify, see and identify his medallion as being a priest of hell. Dude, do I know what that's a god of? Uh, make a religion joke. Um, 16. Uh, with that 16, I will say that you know that Helm is known as the Watcher. And that he is God's, he is a god of guardians, protection, and protectors. Uh, not good. So Emma passes this information on quietly to the group. Uh, I feel like he might need some protection or something. Some healing? Mm-hmm. At least... I got you. Someone to find out what troubles him. Rhea will walk over to him. Rhea is going to do the uh, the shake of the shoulder to see if he is responsive. Is that a spell? With the shake of the shoulder. <laughs> shake of the shoulder. <laughs> what what kind of DC save do I need to make for that? <laughs> um, he yes, another round, please. Oh my. Rhea is going to cast Lesser Restoration on him. He stops snoring as loud and he stops drooling. But he's still sleeping. Is he still drunk? Oh. I mean, my guy might have had a lot to drink. Lester. Lester. Lesser. Lesser Restoration would remove any conditions of having a hangover, but he drunkenly gave her an order to get more booze and then went back to bed. <clears throat> Rhea is going to stay by this priest to keep an eye on him. because well, as a How far away is our table from him? Uh, he's probably only like 20 feet to the corner of the building. Rhea, we can keep an eye on him from here. I'm good here. Okay. Rhea's going to stay with the priest. That's fine. <clears throat> Has our so, serving uh, individual come back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kathy's uh, going to ask, uh, is that uh, stage open to anyone? Uh, she looks at you, Kathy, and says, oh, yes, absolutely. You'll just want to make sure with uh, with the owner, Kaylin, he was the one who welcomed you when you first came in. He's uh, 
He's a little bit of a performer himself, and he likes to get up on stage and entertain his guests. But I'm sure oh, he no. wouldn't mind having someone either help out or even... I'll do that. Thank you. How many other people are there in here? Uh, there's probably 30 to 40 people. Um, it's, this is not a high-class area, so you don't have like the well-to-do people here. But mm-hmm. you'll notice that there is a, a lot of booze. Like, maybe not the quality is what's bringing people to this place, but it looks like it's got just about everything you could imagine. Alright. I'm gonna make sh- If we didn't order food with our booze, um, well, Emma would order food with the booze. Because it is dinner time. Uh, Rhea, as soon as the uh, serving staff brings you your drink, that priest, like, opens his eyes, looks at you, and then looks at the at the uh, the server and like grabs the drink. Oh, th- oh, thank you. Uh, I was starting to feel a little dry again, <laughs> and drinks the drink. Rhea, why don't you bring him to our table, sir? Uh, would you mind being with my companions? Uh, uh, absolutely. There is no reason one should drink by themselves. <laughs> oh no. Oh, and he kind of like as he starts to stand up. He's like, oh, I've. I feel surprisingly good after the bender I've been on today. <laughs> uh, which, ta- which table? Which table are we moving to? The one over there. Emma kind of waves. Oh, oh, who is that dashing woman? And he like, <laughs> like, oh you know, looking right at you, Rhea, or uh, at Emma. <laughs> Emma like, Emma's like what the? Oh, oh, my good lady. And he like slides. Sm- I mean. Rico Suave Smooth, right next to you, Emma. And this is why I don't drink. <laughs> uh, my name is Silverette. What is your name? I'm Emma. Oh, Emma, such a beautiful name. Would you like a drink? Can I order you a drink? Uh, I, I got one right now. Oh, thank you for the invite over to your table. May I ask what brings such... And he looks back to Emma. Dashing individuals to this town. There's a... Emma is like... <laughs> so confused. Um, just, you know, running some errands. Uh, Emma, do you have an, an emblem of a god, by chance? Uh, she does. She wears it in her hair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a perception check. <clears throat> and what god is it? Uh, Lord, what's our god, Rael? Torm. Oh, you guys are Torm. Oh, that'll be... Yep. Has this gone full circle? <laughs> <laughs> the, their god's name is Torum. The guys, the the guy in the uh, the city's name was Torum, and I could have sworn he said that the owner of the tavern was, was Kalen. Kalen. Yeah. Kellen. Kellen. K e l l e n. Kellen. So I wasn't not, sure. Not Kalen. Same too. <laughs> Listen, we figured out when they the dwarven queen's name was Dag Nabbit that this book does not have the most creative of names. All right, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> My name is Kevin. <laughs> that's Kevin Bacon, and that's Kevin Pork. Okay, they're different people. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not Schloop Doo Block. Oh yeah, out of the abyss. What a, yeah. what a mm. Anyways, uh, uh, hopefully it wasn't uh, any of that church politics that has sent you on this errand, has it? He uh, says to you, Emma. No, not at all. I, 
try to stay away from that stuff. Oh, and every, oh, you should, you should. Uh, that church, politi- uh, religious politics is uh, nothing but banishing well-meaning and well-serving people to the outright reaches of the world. And he, this, like, she, pours the rest of his drink down his gullet. She kind of, like, pats him on the shoulder slightly. Is that why you're here? And he actually, he for a moment looks a little ashamed. And he says, no, this was not to be my final destination. In fact, I was supposed to head further north to a town of Red Larch, or excuse me, further south to a town Red Larch. But I was banished from Neverwinter. I know that's why they sent me away, all the superiors of the All-Father Shrine. So they have sent me to Red Larch to lead the congression there, run the temple. And instead, I. What was his name again? Sorry. Silverin. S I L V A R R E N. But instead, I have decided to stop by this little town and found that this little establishment has some of my favorite drink. And now I'm concerned that I may not ever leave as I have run myself quite a bit of a tab. Someone told us uh, where you could find jobs. That might help. You'd pay off the tab. Oh, is, is that right? What uh, what was this job you you were told of? I, I, I don't know what <clears throat> the job is. I didn't look. He just said that we could go to someplace, that place, that I did not write down. The Tribor Travelers. Tribor Travelers. Yes, that place. Oh, that Erlam Stockspool. He runs that place. Oh, that man is trash, I tell you. No, I would never work for him. No. Alright then. No. Ever since that bodyguard of his showed up a few years ago, when he started... No, he, sa- he says that it is all on the up and up. The Zentarok is full of good people, but something about his demeanor just strikes me as unsavory. And he calms down a little bit has a, a little bit more to drink. You know, one of those where he, like, slicks his hair back again and composes himself. But enough talking about work. Tell me about you. Uh, As he, like, gets cozy to look at Emma. I'm a half-orc. Um, and the most gorgeous I have ever seen. can say that's not a line I've heard before. And <laughs> she's looking kind of uncomfortable. Like, and, like, looks at the rest of the party like, what do I do, guys? Help! I have no clue what I'm doing. Pansy's gonna look over at Emma and, like, bat her eyelashes. Like, do this. <laughs> I don't do that. Like, Kelsey, maybe you should play some songs? She's so uh, Yes, well, Kelsey, other than talking, Kelsey will have made his way over to the uh, um, bar and uh, try to get the attention of the owner. Uh, this human male comes over. Uh, yes, little goblin, what can I get for you? I was wondering, sir, I'm a bit of a bard, and, uh, if I could grace your stage this evening. Oh, are you, uh, are you a singer, songwriter, actor, maybe? I am a singer, uh, I, I dabble in writing my own songs, I'm still working on it. Ballads, 
I tell I could tell stories, recite poems, um, maybe a little everything. You know, my acts are fluid. I like to try to read the room. Oh, you would be absolutely perfect for my vision of this place. Oh uh, yes. Someone so well versed and, and and fluid in what they can give the audience, and he like talks with his hands and like real big, and like you know, almost as if he's being over dramatic. A little? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes, I have I have dreams to turn the talking troll into a true theater. Ooh. And as he does wow. like this pose where he's like, you know, trying to, you know, got his right arm mm-hmm. up over his head and his left hand open. Roll a perception check. Perception check. One, 27. Ooh, Ooh 27. Yeah, 20. When it comes to entertainment, Kelty's on the ball. As Apparently. as you like are are watching him kind of put on this overdramatic flair, um, your eyes are actually drawn to two people that walk into this little establishment. Okay. The first one is a human male who is immaculately dressed, and he has a a black eye patch, and with him is a half elf. In fancy-looking studded leather, heavily armed, but that's not what catches your attention. That black eye patch has a red symbol emblazoned with a black serpent. Or, I'm sorry, with a red serpent. I'm assuming I recognize that that is the Snake 7's logo? It looks like a logo that you guys have seen on Snake 7 and... The Howling Hatred. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Find out what happens next week. Ah, man. (laughs) Dang it.